Welcome to Accounted For, the Iris Interviews podcast. I'm Steve Cox, Director of Business Intelligence here at Iris Software Group. And today, we're delighted to welcome our guest speaker, Alistair Brisbane, Head of Technology Research at ACCA. Alistair, can you tell our audience a little bit about yourself? Sure, yeah, just a really brief background. So I joined the ACCA from BDO, where I was managing their research and insights team. And since then, I've been in charge of the technology research portfolio at the ACCA, which is really about understanding the technology that's likely to change the way we do things in accountancy that is going to set up maybe the future of, of, of finance and accountancy as we understand it, what the skills are behind that, but also just sort of what are the actual technologies themselves. So kind of dig under the hood a little bit every once in a while and see what's going on and a bit of horizon scanning, which is fun. <laughs> yeah, especially with the way that technology is going, right? It's kind of the perfect job right now for it. I mean, I feel like technology almost never slows down, but over the last 12 months, it has been a lot of fun. Today, we're going to talk all around AI, and there's no question that the hype around AI right now has reinvigorated the conversation all around technology, specifically in accounting and in other industries as well. But it's around the value of that kind of connected data and the analytics that AI can bring. I mean, there's a huge host of potential benefits around implementing AI, specifically in accountancy, many of which they revolve all around kind of automating those costly, lengthy, mundane tasks. And within accountancy, there's quite a few of those. Today, we are going to go and explore the areas where artificial intelligence has the potential to go and reinvigorate the way that accountants do business, their day-to-day, -day, how they run their practices, and ultimately dig into the practical applications today with forward-thinking firms, and we've seen some of this already. We're also going to muse over what could be that one killer app that invigorates the masses and ultimately drives change in an industry where potentially adoption, if even the basic automation, has remained low. Let's get started with our first real topic. Now, artificial intelligence has been making a huge buzz across all industries. You only have to look at some of the external um, guidance that's been going out at the moment to see how everybody is excited for it. I mean, at the moment, Gartner's hype cycle, which Alistair, you and me have spoken about previously, has generative AI, one form of AI, mostly known as ChatGPT to people, is at the peak of its hype cycle at the moment. And even from what is being said out there by Gartner and by others, it still hasn't plateaued. There's still more to come. The excitement's still coming and its potential won't even be fulfilled for the next kind of like five plus years. The question is, when we bring it back to accountancy, what is the real state of AI in accountancy? We've seen the big four go and do huge investments. And earlier this year, KPMG announced a $2 billion investment into AI alongside the other big four. And AI has kind of been used in a variety of formats over the years within accountancy. But Alistair, you're really close to the technology side of things. And obviously, from an ACCA point of view, you work with many different types of firms in the UK and internationally. What do you think the state of AI is in accountancy? Yeah, it's, it's a really interesting question. And of course, it, it's one where it's need to be careful a little bit not to generalize too much, because of course, across different sectors, even across different geographies, there is going to be some variation here. And just touching on that, that hype cycle thing around generative AI, because it's a really interesting discussion in and of itself. And I think the one thing that everyone needs to keep in mind when they're looking at the hype cycle about any form of AI, but generative AI right now in particular, is the sort of productive applications are probably not going to meet 
the level of expectation that we have at the moment. So when we think about where AI is actually having an impact right now, it's probably sort of more mundane than people are hoping or a lot some people are hoping, right? And we need to be very aware that we're talking about a family of technologies here. There is the danger in the way some people are speaking about generative AI right now that there's the implication that it's a sort of general technology that replaces all these other forms of AI and it's simply not that. So as you've said, there's been tons of investment already over the course of the year, we see um, the big four investing heavily in Microsoft slash OpenAI or other means. But accountancy software more broadly has already started to integrate AI features or machine learning features, I should say more specifically, for things like automated data entry, for reporting to some extent, for supporting forecasting. You think about things like auto entry systems where transactions can be automatically categorized by a system like this is using machine learning and it's already very commonplace across um, quite quite a lot of software and then think about the audit domain for example anomaly detection is already using machine learning using it for analyzing unstructured data like contracts for example and also for using machine learning for predictive analytics and forecasting there is maybe not widespread use, but there are already some proven applications. Now, the problem is, as you stated, the sort of actual state of adoption is low and we're still getting our heads around robotic process automation to a large extent. But there are proven applications for AI more broadly and generative AI, we can probably expand on a little bit more. There are embryonic cases for generative AI in, in finance and accounting. And it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because obviously you speak to a lot of accountants, as do I do, that a lot of them have dabbled with various different tools that are out there, mainly ChatGPT, obviously, is the one that is on the cusp of most people's lists at the moment, where they've had a go at it, they've had a quick try, because it's almost the case of, well, everyone's doing it, aren't they? So therefore, I better have a little look at this piece. And I think certainly from the, the, the firms and people I've spoken to, they've had a go at it, they've seen that Actually, it could be quite useful from a marketing point of view, where maybe most accountants' skill sets don't lie, where they can start to generate some decent social posts and maybe some marketing content. But outside of the realms of that, it seems to be specialist tools. And to your point, it's embryotic in people's use for starting to do some of the tasks within firms, other than maybe audit, like you've explored already. So whilst the prospects of AI are really exciting as to what it could go and do, and the problem, as I think we've both seen, is that historically there is a resistance to technology change, certainly within accountancy. Now, if you think about, oh, I remember back in 2013, standing on stage at an Iris World, talking about the cloud as if it was this brand new thing that had been around for years, but trying to convince accountants that the cloud was the way forwards. We've had big steps forward since then. And then thinking about MTD, the big changes going on there. It seems that really the biggest change that forced accountants to go digital was the pandemic more recently. That has seemed to have shifted mindsets, but we're still only seeing 20 to 25% adoption of doing things digitally on the whole. And that's kind of a start that kind of comes from looking at digital bookkeeping as an example. Can we really expect accountants to start embracing AI in the mainstream anytime soon? I think you've set it up really well. And and the both the cloud comparison, making tax digital comparison, I think are really good ones. Because again, I think a danger when we talk about AI is that we extract it from the context 
and we stop thinking about it as a technology, it's about how we adopt a technology, and we've given it this sort of life of, of its own, which, which just obfuscates the whole situation. It makes it really difficult. But the reason the cloud and the making tax digital comparisons are really good is because they highlighted the extent to which a lot of the challenges faced in, in making tax digital, for example, was about having sort of the wrong objectives or about having unrealistic ambitions or timescales associated with how to actually achieve it, or maybe not effectively collaborating with the right partners or underestimating the level of complexity there was in, in moving from a legacy system to a new system. Um, and all of those things are true for AI and for technology adoption more broadly. The reality is I think those sort of broad figures where there's sort of around a fifth, around a quarter uh, that have gone digital, so to speak, highlight those challenges. And interestingly, our digital horizons research this year, where we explored the level of adoption of new technologies amongst our membership, came up with very similar numbers when we were looking at AI and machine learning. Now, we covered a range of new technologies and AI machine learning, which is one aspect of that. But the numbers are really reflective of what you were just saying. We had, I think it was 19% had implemented AI or machine learning for either all or some of the relevant processes and another eight to nine percent that were involved in like proof of concepts. So again, that's a really good starting point, but there's a huge amount of opportunity clearly. Now on the positive side, we're also seeing that there is a level of optimism and a level of excitement around what AI can do in terms of enhancing efficiency, especially. We had 70% of our members, I think, who said they were really keen to explore what AI could do to help them in certain tasks or workflows. Another 50% who would be willing to go beyond that and actually use it for what are deemed sort of business critical processes around maybe like internal controls or reconciliations or, or something like that, as long as the, the right oversight is built into a new set of processes around that. And, and so the timeframes are kind of difficult because it really depends on where your different organizations are in their digital transformation more broadly, but there's clearly the appetite. And, and so that, that's a really good thing. Yeah, I mean, the appetite is a great thing. And it's great to hear some of those stats that you just said there, Alistair. It does kind of feel like, is it going to be a slow burner for some if we're seeing like nine, 10% at the moment? But is there a reason for that would be my question. And I suppose the, the way it comes to the worry, doesn't it? When anything changes, I mean, we always talk about how accountants are agents of change. Every year there's new compliance legislation that they have to deal with and therefore they're great at change. But when it kind of comes to technology, I kind of argue sometimes that's not always the case. And I think fear is the, the biggest worry for people because there's such a potential for artificial intelligence and in theory, other technologies as well, that people are, and this isn't just accountants, right? People are worried that AI is gonna replace jobs. There's been so many studies out there that talk about industries that are gonna be impacted by AI. Pharmaceuticals is one of them. They talk about banking and financing being another, professional services being another one as well. So do we think that this fear of AI replacing jobs is warranted? 
Fear is a really important thing, right? There's the old saying, fear is a great motivator, but it, it can also really, you know, still people and then stop <laughs> them from acting. <laughs> and, and you're absolutely right. Again, our, our Digital Horizons research also found this was a really big theme. One was concern around job losses. Another one was concern just around complexity. People are worried about their job becoming more complex, whatever that means in terms of having to learn or, or having to develop a more technical skill set, because there's this kind of maybe paradoxical situation where adopting this kind of technology like AI, it can actually make someone's job easier and better, but it's terrifying because if you don't understand how the process works, you feel like your, your jobs become more complex in some ways, even though you're, you maybe have had time freed up. So fear is, is important. We need to combat that. It sort of feels like a bit of a cliche already in some ways with everything that's happened over the course of the year. And, you know, it was mentioned on a panel event that we were at, Accountex Manchester, that it's not AI that's going to replace accountants, it's accountants using AI that's going to replace accountants not using AI, right? And that is a, a truism, almost certainly. But we need to be a little cautious in the sense of AI is just one factor involved. AI is a tool and these tools are really only good as the person who wields them so deep domain expertise is absolutely fundamental and if anything is going to be more important in the future in order to identify those right really valuable use cases to make sure you get the most out of the tool to build sort of processes of monitoring and, and oversight in whether jobs are going to be lost i mean it's really difficult to predict the future isn't it and we've all seen this stats over the course of the year. And then there's the alternative way of looking at it, which is if you look at historical data just over the past, say, 10 years, and the, the European Central Bank actually released a, an interesting report recently on this, which shows that those industries that have adopted AI have actually seen a slight increase in the number of jobs. The historical data suggests that actually they're could be a net increase in jobs, even for those professions where you might have sort of a lot of transactional type work. And that's because demands are just increasing, right? There's no there's no finance team I've ever spoken to who said, yeah, we've got too much time on our hands. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's it. So this should be seen as an opportunity to actually create that time to finally meet those other demands that our organizations want us to get involved in. Let's just temper the sort of fear a little bit and the concerns a little bit and think about how these tools are really going to help us. If you think about what's going on with our profession at the moment, there is a skills and talent shortage. We've seen that. We've seen the number of students that are going in, reducing down from the FRC's reports. Despite best interests of uh, ATCA, ICAW, professional bodies as a whole, as well as accountants, there does seem to be a reduced number. Now, you could argue, say, well, AI is going to help that problem out because if it can, to your point, make lives easier for the mundane stuff that they're doing today and then free up their time, might be a case it doesn't free them up to go and do something else. It just actually allows them to get back to 100% rather than working 120% for the time being. So maybe the fear is displaced a little bit. Maybe to your point, it's almost the fear of the unknown. If you don't know how it works, then therefore you, you can't trust, and therefore trust plays a big part of all of this as well. If AI is not going to be here to replace us accountants, then what, what do we think its main purpose is going to be, and how does it change that role of, a, of an accountant? 
Yeah, actually, you just said something that made me think right now. I'm in the process of analyzing the data for this new report that we run annually called our Talent Trends Report. And I'm sort of previewing a little bit here. It's true of last year's report as well. It's sort of a common theme that comes through. And you made me think where we do see the highest levels of concern and fear are amongst the younger generation which might come as a surprise to people, but it, it's not those people that are quite secure in their careers already. It's, it's the people who are coming into the profession that are most concerned about what impact AI will have. Going back to that point is we really need to find the right language to speak about sort of what role AI is going to play and the, the type of tool it is in different scenarios because there is the the worry that it actually puts people off from pursuing a career when the truth is we need more accountants, finance professionals more than ever, right? To provide the ethical business practices, just to understand the basics of how a business works, how our accounts are done, et cetera. So to get back to your, your question, how will it change the role of accountants? It is one factor, right? If we think about what the future of finance or the future of accountancy is, Technology is one factor in understanding what that is, and AI is one factor within that. So it's sort of a couple levels down. It's an important enabler, certainly. It's an important tool, but it's not the factor that's going to determine how we work in the future. So if we boil it down to think about, right, what do accountants do? They sort of provide trust their organization. They focus on sustainability challenges moving forward. What that means from a technology standpoint is they both preserve and they extract value from an organization's data. That's what they will be looked to more and more to do in the future. And AI can absolutely help them do that. And if we just break that down even further, right, if we think about it in terms of right, preserving the value is one thing that's sort of having good data governance processes, maintaining the data, understanding how to classify data, understanding sort of how audits work, sort of everything from the basics, that kind of domain expertise is really important. And then from there, where do we actually build in new values in the future? So if we think about a lot of what accounts do right now, it's about sort of dealing with working capital. How do we maximize profits, costs, et cetera, whatever it might be. There will be other values that organizations will be focusing on in the future. Like sustainability is a big one, of course, like equality, like ensuring anti-discrimination, et cetera. So understanding how to do all of that with data is important. And then working with different types of data is going to be really important. But it all boils down to that sort of preserving and extracting value from data for whatever the objectives are. And that's the future of accountants. And AI is a brilliant tool to enable us to do that. It's an interesting one, isn't it? Because the term accountant is one, it's a job role. But actually, you can be an accountant in various different guises and work for an accountancy firm and not be called an accountant as well. And I remember reading this in some of your talent reports previously, actually, around the changing nature of who is working within an accountancy firm. I mean, last year, I remember reading that one of the hot roles in an accountancy firm was data scientist. Who would ever have thought of that in an accountancy firm? Now we're seeing roles for prompt engineer within an accountancy firm. These sorts of things we've never seen before. So I think the role of the accountant is always changing. But the one thing that's critical and kind of like is their true north is always helping their clients to understand their businesses better. That doesn't change. That role stays forever and is at the heart of every accountant. Spot on. It's about providing that trust 
for your organization or for your client? AI comes in lots of different forms, as are loads of other different technology pieces, right? And there have been things that firms have been dying to do for years, true benchmarking of clients across their own portfolios, across other accountancy firms, across different industries, across different regions and geographies. These tools such as AI and machine learning are only going to make these pipe dreams as they've been historically a reality for them. So it's going to open them up to even more. Whilst they're kind of at the moment, when we come back to the what's it being used for today, AI is kind of being branded as this efficiency tool, but there's so much more that it could go and do. So what do you think is going to be this main benefit for AI and ultimately what will the benefit for accountants? It's interesting that narrative efficiency is really strong and it's understandable why. And and there's truth to it, of course. And, and this is where we have to go back to the first point that I made, which is that speaking of AI can sometimes create a more of a challenge in communicating the benefits because it is a family of technologies. So even if we distinguish sort of AI, the sort of machine learning, deep learning, that is used for or can be used for cognitive tasks and automation. The latter is obviously purely about efficiency, right? Whereas the former can be used to do two other things, though, you know, integrating it in intelligent process automation also lends to the efficiency of tasks. And so it's it's interesting because like again, going back to the Digital Horizons research, we found that more than 50% of our respondents, when we asked them what their main objective is when they think about adopting a new technology, it's efficiency or cost savings or process optimization, but it's all within that efficiency narrative. But when we actually ran a cluster analysis on the data to identify those characteristics that separate the sort of leaders in technology adoption from those that are sort of maybe more at the proof of concept stage or maybe not involved in, in, in adopting any of these new technologies, those leaders are much more likely to be thinking about technology adoption in terms of understanding their clients, their markets, their own organization better, or for maintaining or establishing a competitive advantage. So they're, they're thinking about it more broadly, right? How does this really benefit our organization? And I think that's an important lesson to take away that efficiency is maybe a necessary starting point for in some cases. But we need to get to the point where we're thinking about this concept of enablement. How is it enabling us to rethink some of our processes, to maybe even rethink our business model, right? How can we achieve or meet our clients' demands in the fastest, best way possible? So it's sort of simplifying that whole process. And, and, and so thinking about technology in that more strategic sense is really important. And it goes back to my previous point, which is ultimately, how does it help us extract more value from our data? Because there is this kind of imperative to become more data centric. Certainly most organizations are trying to figure out how to become more data driven. So how do they use data to support strategic decision-making better? But we need to take even a step beyond that. The ultimate goal, which is right, how do we view our data as an asset? How do we actually extract as much value from it as possible? It's an interesting one, isn't it? You touched on the various different guises of AI from RPA to machine learning through to full AI. All of those would be nothing without decent data because obviously high quality data in of both positive and negative results so that you can train it well is really important. So becoming more data centric in the first instance also means 
you've got to be sure that the data that you've got there is right as well. And that's a really important piece, I think, for any of our listeners. There's one thing that I would urge them to go and do is go start taking a look at your data, not just for the value we can bring, that comes later, but the quality of it is probably one of the most important bits for it all. There is so much potential for, I'm going to say technology as a whole, AI being a stepping stone in that direction. And we could spitball the, the ideas and the, the concepts we could do for this, ultimately get it to a really exciting point for the future. But I suppose bringing it back to earth as an element of this technology in some regards in the mainstream is still in its infancy. And there are some risks, right, in, in any of these things. I mean, you mentioned already the panel we talked about at Accountex Manchester. We did a spot poll, if I remember rightly, asking people who's had a, a go with ChatGPT, and most of the audience put their hands up. And then when we said, keep your hands up, if you looked for guidance before putting anything into ChatGPT, and only one person in the audience left their hand up, right? So are people going blindly into this? I mean, what do you think accountants should be cautious of when using AI? such an important discussion because on the one hand as an organization we're very optimistic about ai but you're right there are serious really serious risks that people need to be aware of and so we do need to balance that sort of optimism and the sort of desire for people to experiment and figure out where the really productive use cases are with really appropriate management and governance and one is certainly, and we can sort of take generative AI as an example here, need to be really cautious of the data we're using and inputting into the system. Well, absolutely. And I would just say very clearly, you know, no one should be going and putting proprietary data into a large language model or any system that they don't understand, frankly. People forget that this all goes into the public domain, right? It's not in their own private cloud. Exactly. Public domain or, or just back to another organization, right? And we've seen this, you know, throughout the course of the year, we had this Samsung example, various other examples where proprietary information was put in to a model incorrectly. But AI more generally, there is a risk that we're so keen to use these new tools without fully understanding what can go wrong with them or even fully understanding how the outputs are produced. And so we should proceed cautiously. The, the data question is really important. How do you protect data? How do you ensure it's private? Right, on the one hand, if you're an organization that's seriously thinking about using something like generative AI, you should only be doing it within a secure environment via an API and not using any web interface. So that, that's first and foremost. But any form of algorithm, any form of machine learning, I think if we sort of boil it down to what is a key limitation, a key feature that can probably never be changed about it, it's not something that's designed to know what the truth is. That's not its purpose. It is essentially generating correlations. It's using statistics. It's probabilistic. So again, that domain expertise is really, really important. But if you know that the truth is not something that it creates, it also helps you build processes around it to monitor any outputs. It goes back to what you said before, that old garbage in, garbage out model remains as relevant today. It might be annoying because everyone's heard it so many times, but it remains as relevant today, if not more relevant than it ever has. Mm. You really need to understand the data you're putting into a model. The data needs to be of a certain quality, of a certain level of protection and compliance with whatever regulations or standards that exist. And the output 
absolutely also needs to be assessed for quality. You can't assume these systems are accurate, certainly not reliable. We know that in the terms of hallucinations with generative AI, but we also know that accuracy of models can drift over time. So you can't assume that just because a model works right now, it's always going to. Understanding that there are unique risks associated with AI. I mean, I haven't even spoken about potential for sort of bias or discrimination because of bad training data or because of biases that exist within training data. It's understanding how to get the right data, the quality of data, govern that data effectively, understand the sort of challenges that can be associated with any particular algorithm or model and how the model can drift or change over time in its reliability or its accuracy, and then or having those concrete systems to check the quality of and, and monitor and assess the, the outputs to make sure that you are getting what is required. So it is looking at it holistically. There's a really good point you've raised there around the fact that AI doesn't care about the truth. It just cares about what it's been told and ultimately what the output it's trying to derive from your question. So if you're trying to use it to come to an output or an outcome, you might think of that as one thing. But actually, the way that it's been trained could be completely different. And I think that's something that a lot of people probably haven't got their heads around. They just think, well, if I ask a question, it knows what the answer is. So therefore, it's going to give it to me. And I, I wholeheartedly trust the answer it gives. But actually, we know, and there's a lot of articles out there that talk about AI's interpretation of questions. It's why prompt engineering is becoming such a big piece, right? Because it's around getting the most out of these models and things like that. So yes, there are a lot of things to be cautious of. Going in kind of feet first is probably not the right approach, but I think not doing anything is also the wrong approach, right? Because we know that to your point, and I love this phrase that you said earlier, which is that AI is not going to replace an accountant, but an accountant using AI will replace one that's not, right? It's so true. But it's also worthwhile considering that it's not just your fellow accountants that are going to go and use AI. Your clients will probably start using it in their own tools. So therefore, there's an element of you don't want to be led by the witness, but also governments are going to start using AI tools, drive further efficiencies and to drive more things there. And we've spoke previously around how governments across the world are using AI from a tax purposes point of view to go and kind of inform data. So you can't not do anything. You don't want this to be left behind. So yes, move forwards with AI, but do be cautious. Look for guidance from your professional body. And I know that ACCA have got some great guidance around AI. Iris have written some articles as well around it all. So do be cautious. But don't stand still would be my advice to people. It is balancing the need for innovation with the caution, but I agree with what you said. As AI continues to kind of solidify itself within the working world from a point of view of our clients, us as a firm, as professional bodies and as vendors, if we hand it into accountancy firms themselves and our listeners right now, what do you think that firms need to do today to make the most of AI for the future? I mean, you pointed to the fact that demand for using AI is increasing from various different angles. You can even think about in an audit, it wasn't that long ago where if you were using AI as part of an audit, you would have to justify that to your client. And now clients expect it and they, you need to justify it if you're not using AI in your audit. So there are the pressures there. What I would say is be curious, first of all, 
you know, it is important to create spaces for responsible experimentation because hands-on experience is absolutely crucial with any new technology. And, and AI is a really good example of that. You know, for firms that can encourage experimentation and in-house training will adapt the fastest, but make sure the data is there. I think we just need to play on repeat what you said earlier about the data, right? The quality of data is fundamental. So it, maybe this is a sort of a slow down step for some firms, but if your data is not there yet, don't jump ahead and start trying to employ a tool that is just going to emphasize those issues within the data. Focus on getting the data in the right place first. And if that means sort of moving from a legacy system to a cloud-based solution, for example, first, so that you have that sort of single source of truth, and then you can leverage these new tools, it's a really good starting point. So forget about this sort of AI tech and opportunities temporarily, that might give you time actually to sort of audit existing processes and identify where AI can actually add value to invest in maybe a secure infrastructure for sort of workspace for, for testing or, or, or playing around with machine learning models to start upskilling your staff on some of the AI fundamentals. And then once the data is ready, promote that sort of experimentation and, and promote collaboration across your IT teams, your data science teams, if you have one, or just sort of, again, promote that skills development internally. Maybe then AI shouldn't be seen as this silver bullet to efficiency. Maybe AI should be seen as the opportunity to cleanse data and update data and improve the quality of it, ready for the next step when the tools come out of their infancy. And you're absolutely right. The upskilling of staff is going to be critical because it may well make people more efficient in other areas, but surely then you want them to be the masters of the AI tools that they're using and driving that within their firms and not having it being run by somebody else. This is a great opportunity to continue the evolution of the accountant from a data perspective, but also from its broad skills and tools that they can use. Thank you very much. Alistair, it's been a fascinating topic. We could continue for hours, but I think we'll probably call it a day there. Thank you very much for listening today. We hope you found this episode insightful. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to browse through our others and subscribe to make sure you don't miss out on any future episodes. Once again, a huge thank you to Alistair for joining us today and goodbye for now.